This episode of the Nickelodeon Animation Podcast is brought to you by Blody's Pizza Hog. Blody's Pizza! Blody's Pizza! I eat too many pizza! Um, uh, eat responsibly. Nick, 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 Nickelodeon! From Nickelodeon Studios in Burbank, California, this is the Nickelodeon Animation Podcast. Hey, I'm your host, Hector Navarro. Welcome to the podcast. We have a really special show for you today. Invader Zim first premiered on Nickelodeon in 2001, and since that very first episode aired, it started amassing a cult following really unique for a cartoon show. Created by Joan and Vasquez and showcasing his distinctive sense of humor and modern art style, Invader Zim caught on for a number of other reasons too. Chief among them, the incredible voices of its lead characters. Zim, Gaz, Gurr, well guess what guys? The brilliant actors who brought these characters to life are here with us today, Richard Horvitz, Melissa Fawn, and Ricky Simons. Oh yeah. Whenever I see someone less, less fortunate, fortunate than, than I, I, and let's face it, who isn't less fortunate than I? My tender heart tends to start to bleed. And when someone needs a makeover, I simply have to take over. I know, I know exactly what they need. And even in your case, though it's the toughest case I've yet to face. You take it, go ahead. Don't worry. Yes. I'm determined to succeed. Bum, ba, bum. Follow my lead. Bum, and bum. yes, you indeed, indeed, you, you will be. Jesus, <laughs> you started to believe. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for coming in. This is awesome. This is a treat for me. I am a fan. I'm representing all of the fans here Yay. on the Nickelodeon Woo-hoo. Animation Podcast. This is so awesome. Did you guys always intend to go into animation? And what kind of stuff did you like growing up as a kid? What was your first memory of animation? What was the first thing that kind of left a lasting impression on you? Well, for me, there's no doubt it was always Speed Racer and Kimba the White Lion. Speed Racer in particular is still my favorite uh, show. But no, I didn't start out to get into voiceover. Yeah. Uh, I think I think a lot of people that you've probably interviewed will tell you that they either started out as on-camera actors, stage actors, or musicians. Sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's the, the majority of us. Um, I fell into voiceover quite serendipitously. I started musical theater. I My very first um, job when I was 13 uh, was a equity production of Oliver with Dick Sean and Stubby K and Shaney Wallace of Oliver that was... Uh, kind of the stage reprisal after the 1968 movie, cool. which had done really well. And then, you know, through the 80s, I did a lot of teen films. I did a film called Summer School, and so I was always going to... I always saw myself doing um, on-camera work. Sure, yeah. And I didn't even know anything about animation, to be honest with you. I didn't even know anything about the voiceover profession. It never even <laughs> dawned on me. I thought, you know, I thought Scooby-Doo was Scooby-Doo. It's like, yeah. and, and I was 18. <laughs> so, well, um, but... Um, <laughs> So the way I fell into it was I had a commercial, I mean, I had a commercial agent named Susan Nathy, um, who shared an office with an agent named Sandy Schnarr. And 
someone said, what, what, what kept happening on camera was I kept coming down to these jobs and not booking them because they kept saying, he doesn't sound like he looks. <laughs> and it really kind of started to bother me. So for a while, I started, you know, talking like this, like <laughs> Billy's dad, and that wasn't me, and I wasn't owning who I was. And so someone said, it was my friend Michael Cutt. He actually said, you ever think about doing animation? I'm like, don't know anything about it. Well, go talk to Sandy. Yeah. And I did, and Sandy said, go make a tape. Back then, it was reel-to-reel demos. Yeah. <laughs> and... uh from then on in, uh, you know, it took me about five years to break into animation, but once I did, um, I knew that's where I wanted to be working. Very cool. Because uh-huh. I got to work with casts, and I got yeah. new scripts every week, yeah. and I got to play. Yeah. You know, my story is so, so similar to yeah. yours, to Richard's, because I did on camera. I started working in, you know, when I was younger and in my teens, and I was doing theater. I was doing a lot of theater. Amazing singer, mm-hmm. Melissa's. Obviously. Doing, thank yeah. you. Well, I was doing a lot of theater, and my theatrical agent, I was with Tony Kelman, Kelman Arletta. Um, I was a teenager, and um, I would go on auditions, and they would always say, her voice does not match what we're calling her in for. Can she work on her voice? Can she can you know, can she get some lower tones? I went and worked with Dr. Lillian Glass, who taught Marley Matlin how to speak and make sounds and and I was like, all right, I'm gonna work and I remember my mom saying, She better be good because she's a hundred dollars an hour. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Ricky, you were doing comics, you're yeah. a colorist, you were a writer. When you were a kid, was it always comics? Was it cartoons? What were some of the things that you loved uh, growing up? Uh, uh, unreality uh, <laughs> and animals. Uh, so I, when I was a kid, I thought I was either going to be in cartoons. I told myself when I was five, I remember uh, telling everybody I was going to be in cartoons when I was thirty, uh, I, which <laughs> I was. Did you know? uh, but uh, but you wanted to actually be in right. The cartoon. You know, you I think I was saying that I was actually going to be a cartoon yeah, character. Was don't break uh, the reality. Right, Ricky exactly. is very but, fragile. He yes. was in cartoons. But I, I was obsessed with uh, science fiction and spaceships and robots and uh, uh, animals. When I was a kid, my favorite thing was uh, Space 1999, and then I <laughs> got into the Muppets. And then uh, for cartoons, I liked uh, Looney Tunes. Yeah. Uh, and then I got totally obsessed with uh, Japanese animation when yes. I was 15 in the 80s. And I joined a um, club. Yeah, it was basically <laughs> a, a cult back then. Uh, it was a cartoon fantasy organization, CFO. And uh, we would, I would go to these meetings at this guy's house, and it was all dudes. It was just one guy. <laughs> it, was just, it was one guy in a van. Yeah, basically, <laughs> they, were, they were like van-type guys. They had a very van quality uh, to them. Uh, like a girl would come into the meetings and, and they would just see them back out like <laughs> and uh, they would they would they would go to Japan and they would get um, like in eighties in the eighties they would go to Japan and they would uh, get like laser discs of uh, in Japanese animation they would bring it back and wow. everybody would link their VCRs and we would just <laughs> pirate these 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 videos and then watch them uh, we didn't have translations though we would have if we were lucky we had a um, a member who uh, spoke Japanese, and they would make a script, and so we could watch the cartoon and read the script. Oh my god! <laughs> we were so obsessed. That's with it. how you had to do it pre-internet. Yeah, you had to translate. That's it. how awesome. I met my wife. Uh, she was in another club in in Los Angeles. In Los Angeles, I was in Riverside, driving. California. <laughs> wow! And then we met at Disneyland uh, in 1990. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is it about? Invader Zim that made it so special. Well, it was my first voiceover. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That you made were, it that made Ricky, it special. you were a colorist on the show, correct? I was a colorist on the show, but I was also uh, doing background acting in movies. Cool. Uh, all through the 90s, and I was uh, also writing comics. 
and I was uh, working on uh, Jonan's comic called I Feel Sick. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was living with him for about 20 days, which I don't recommend. Um, <laughs> it's, it's nice. It's fine. 19 it's fine. days is okay. It's fine. Ooh, yeah. I want to take yeah, a sidebar on that, but I want really yeah. want to unpack that. But let's go back to the story. Okay, um, great. <laughs> and uh, he was looking for a voice for Gurr, and he was frustrated because um, uh, everybody he had auditioned uh, had sort of like, uh, uh, they weren't crappy. They were like good actors. Yeah. Um, and he was mad at that. He was mad at that, yeah. <laughs> but he basically said uh, he wanted me to audition because I couldn't screw it up any more than anyone else. And I said, great! <laughs> and then, uh, so I went and did it. And then, uh, it was magical. It was magical. Yeah, think, it was each other that made yeah, it exactly. so unique. And, you know, all the actors together, along with, of course, the material and Jonan. And, and it was it was just Great. No, I mean, we actually formed a dark magic ritual yeah. right yes. there. I think, yes. Yeah. I think, to answer your question, um, I think that Melissa's right. It, it's that our chemistry really gels together. Mm-hmm. Um, we Like, we haven't seen each other in a year, probably. Yeah, yeah. But it's like we saw each what? other yesterday. You when, guys didn't when, just, like, all of you have dinner last week or well, something? Well, Ricky and I see each other, I think, a little bit more. Right, you guys travel Melissa. more together. Sometimes the three more. of us go together. You sort of text yell at me. I text yell at Ricky <laughs> yeah. just for fun. Yeah. But um, I think that we were young and creative. Mm-hmm. and um, we Remember were, when we were young? No. But, <laughs> but I also think that we were... Um, we were entertaining each other. We yeah. were laughing. We were doing things we thought that made us laugh, that made us enjoy it. And you know, yes. it, and that's happening like right in the room and and then it, you know, goes out into the airwaves and you don't realize how far you're reaching with that humor. Yeah. But I've always been a um a firm believer that if you're having a good time and you're enjoying each other, the people are going to enjoy it. And that's, I think, what made it really successful. That that and the and the writing and the and the vision of the show was yeah. just like something that had never been seen. Yeah, and it was, it was ahead so of its unique. time. Uh, it was twenty six and a half episodes <laughs> ahead of its time. <laughs> well, what, what I liked when I was here, because I was also you know uh, on the premises all the time, coloring the show. Yeah. What I liked was that everybody was on the premises. The writers mm. were here. The you know colors here, uh, background uh, designers character designers, everybody in the same space uh, interacting. And is that uh, not common in animation in case people that are listening aren't aware of how that usually no, works? No, because, uh, well, I mean, I don't know about all studios, but I also worked on the Jackie Chan Adventures as a, as a colorist, and they had the colorists in a warehouse uh, way far away from the studios. That's just the in studios. case any ninjas came in. Well, <laughs> right. down on them Basically, yeah. 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 And we found out that the, the warehouse was was next door to another warehouse where they sent all the letters that they suspected of being have, having like bomb threats and anthrax <laughs> and stuff. So that was how much they, they liked That's the animators. <laughs> What was the recording sessions like? Pandemonium. It was in this room. It was in this room. Yeah, it was this in this room. room where it happened. Mm-hmm. Um, what was funny about it is that, you know, we only had the, the studio booked for like four hours, but we would always yeah. go over because yeah, at least we twenty hours laughing <laughs> so hard. And, you know, probably like Dora the Explorer was pounding on the door. Come on, get out of there! And it was Dora herself. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah she was cussing and swearing right. at us. It was like a bathroom. I mean, she was only like five, but wow. I know. Right. wow. I know. We just turned this into the bathroom. Richard was in this, and it was it was, it was was sealed yeah. shut. We, we would lock it and he would bounce off the walls yeah yeah i would bounce. i would drink six bottles of water <laughs> per record on that show because because yeah. zim yelled a little bit oh, i don't but, know if you ever yes i'm aware <laughs> yeah yeah um and so i would have to drink six bottles of water and like when when uh they would open the door it just like a like a tidal wave would come out because <laughs> i had relieved myself from the six right. bottles of and, water. and you would start to say noises in there beyond uh 
what yeah. you were supposed to. Yeah. And then Jonah would just turn off the sound and you'd, yeah. you'd, and be, going, just, you'd be going for a while before you realized. We'd go and have lunch, you. come back. Yeah. And and like, he wouldn't even know. Yeah. Yeah. You'd all have yeah. ham sandwiches and you'd be like, why is everybody eating? I'm still doing my thing. Where's my ham sandwich? <laughs> you guys had such iconic voices for these characters for specifically Zim, but uh, you're incredibly talented actors and pitch perfect for these roles. I have to ask how much improvisation snuck its way into the show. I mean, the scripts were brilliant. They were hilarious. Everybody, all the writers, Joan and everybody, but how much was it you guys doing these funny noises, doing different things, and then found its way into the show? I think, uh, I mean, we mostly had scripts. Uh, I remember there being words <laughs> on uh, paper. Most of our improv came at the uh, ADR portion yeah. of the uh, mm-hmm. of the. Uh, of the episode we'd be called back you know six months after we had recorded the original one mm-hmm. and uh we would watch it on screen and then you know adr the picture and then whenever there wasn't anything there um it started becoming a little bit more free for us to improv like over here became over here yeah. over here <laughs> over here <laughs> and then like there was probably one or two who are you when people would introduce themselves as him but i would carry it for another three minutes <laughs> who are <laughs> yeah, and when you do like the different takes, you know, you do a different take on it, like three or four takes on every line. Sure. And uh, sometimes, you know, Jonah, Jonah would come and say, I want it like this, you know, do it like this. And, and But then I would do, th- like the first take would be the way he wanted it. And then I would, you know, like, like the one that uh, Gert says, you know, why is his head so big? Why is his head so big? <laughs> why, why is his Jonah, head so big? He was so only big. supposed to say it once, but Jonah liked all three takes, <laughs> so he just used all three. <laughs> What was it like to work with a young, brilliant Joan and Vasquez? <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> We'd walk into the booth and he'd punch us in the neck. Yeah. <laughs> really? Did he really? Did it? Yeah. He would always do some sort of like, he'd have, he'd have these humongous, you know. Uh, boots. The boots. Boots. These, these the big uh, combat, like, boots. Yeah, yeah. And he'd like lift his leg and go, yeah! And he'd like. He's like hot topping. That was his new rock phase. He was wearing yeah. new rock boots. And uh, he always had candy. He loved candy. Mm. Oh forget. yeah, he had like we. Uh, he he used to leave uh, candy garbage in my office. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so we uh, he left a half-eaten pixie stick in my office once. It was a huge one, like it was big, massive pixie sticks. So we sold that on eBay, <laughs> thirty bucks. <laughs> <laughs> He's like Zephod Beeblebrox from a Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, <laughs> crossed with. Uh, uh, the alien from uh, Aliens. Uh, <laughs> the xenomorph. Yeah, the xenomorph. Yeah, the Devito. Yeah, yeah. he's like, <laughs> yeah, like when you're working, like especially when like, you're working on like a, uh, uh, a color scene or something with him. Um, you don't know he's there. It's sort of like that scene when uh, the, the the pilot is trying to take off in the dropship, and and there's she doesn't know the aliens right behind her, and you just see the teeth. And <laughs> <laughs> it's like that. When I auditioned and I had a call back and. They told my agent, oh, you're, you're going to meet the creator. The creator's going to be there. So I, I go, and it, it wasn't in a booth. It was in just like a regular commercial casting office, and they had set up a mic, kind of like what we're doing right here, but done in a regular room. And on the floor in front of me, sitting like Indian style with his big booth, was like this guy with the black hair, and he's kind of like sitting like this, and I'm like standing up at a microphone, and I was like, Who's that? And he's like, I'm Joan and I'm the creator. And I was like, The creator. The creator. Of everything. <laughs> but I'll never forget meeting this guy. <laughs> like, oh, he's well, the creator. It was, it was funny because I was bringing beavers at the time here and I would see the crew 
Mm-hmm. And the whole area of the Invader Zim area was really dark. Yeah. <laughs> like the fluorescent lights were covered in black, black. cellophane. Yeah. And it's like really dark and it was very gothy. Yeah. It was like, what the heck's going on there? Who what's going on there? Hey. Huh? Method, method. Right. And then I would see this guy out. exactly as Melissa just <laughs> described walking through with yeah, his with his with his, his coat stripes. just flowing in the wind. <laughs> <laughs> and his hair just going. His legs and, never moved. Yeah. Just just hover. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. And yet <laughs> It, you know, I have to be honest, Jonah's like one of the nicest guys yeah. I've ever worked with. It was yeah. and and it was a real joint effort. I mean, he knew what he wanted. He had his vision. Mm-hmm. But if you for example, you were asking about improv, um uh in the first in the pilot episode, the original line was um Invaders Invaders blood marches through my veins like giant radioactive rubber ants. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I accidentally said rubber pants. And that's how it became Rubber pants. pants. Jones said, I like that better. Let's do that. So, I mean, those sort of things. No invader has ever been so very small. You're very small, Zim. You're a tiny thing. What? Invader's blood marches through my veins like giant radioactive rubber pants. The pants command me. Do not ignore my veins. As a show of gratitude for your service in the past, uh, Here's a sandwich. But thanks for coming, everybody. No, Good night. No, no wait. What? You got your sandwich. There were Invader Zim cons, mm. which Invader is Con. Invader Con, Invader which is cons. incredible. What has it been like for you guys to see the show afterwards gain this cult following? What was that like? It's weird. Great. It, yeah, it was amazing. It was weird. Amazing. Great. Amazing. Weird, great, amazing. Favorite things that ever happens. Ricky and I were at a convention, and these soldiers came up to our table, and they very respectful, and they they would say hello, sir, and I said it's not sir, it's gur, and they would laugh. (laughs) But then they would share stories with Ricky and I about how when they were serving um, in uh, actually in combat, they would watch our show and just laugh hysterically, Mm. and then um, oftentimes they would come back from horrific. fight and they would come back and they would put the show back on and they would start laughing again yeah um so i was really proud of that it that's actually incredible. made me cry when the when the guy told me that i yeah. was really honored and touched that's it's it's incredible and also if you then parallel that with the teenagers who were watching and i'd get i'd get girls coming up to me saying I was so depressed. I was so mm-hmm. insecure. I mean, we, I'm sure you guys hear these stories a lot yeah. from, from boys and girls, but I hear them you from know, Ricky. Ricky you, <laughs> <laughs> but your, but this show saved me. I mean, I don't mean to say that it's mm-hmm. like, oh, the Holy Grail, but, right. yeah. but it's like something about it, it, you know, your work on it, it you know, it, it made me feel brave. I mm-hmm. could stand up to this or that. And it, it's amazing that if you could touch them and like what you were saying before, if what we were doing in here kind of permitted through the airwaves and affects someone, then you've done your job. But yeah, it kind of blew my mind when I started hearing girls coming up to me saying, wow, Gaz was like so empowering for yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, that's beautiful. She was for me too. So. Yeah. We talk about the, the soldiers. There was the one soldier that said he had a, a picture of Gur in his in his armored vehicle or his tank yeah, or something wow. like that. In his tank. And which that was the first time when uh, I remember someone saying that and, and thought, People are watching our show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and, and he said that sometimes he would say, twist those knobs, pull those knobs, push that lever, push that lever. I'm like, okay, <laughs> be careful. But sir, we're still on our own planet. Silence, twist those knobs.
knobs. Twist those knobs. You pull some levers. Pull some levers. How many descriptions and ideas were there before you guys came in and even auditioned? Or was it something that was very much like, you know, bring whatever you got? I think I saw, I think I got to see a little drawing of Gaz. And she had these slitty eyes, and and I I know I've told the story before, but for some reason I thought, oh, she she's really angry, but she's really calculated, mm-hmm. and entire, she, yeah. she's calculated, <laughs> and and not, you know, she has contempt yeah. for her brother, but she loves him, and she loves her family, she loves her dad, she just wants to have pizza with her dad, you know. Yeah. But I came up with this like little girl meets Jack Nicholson kind of <laughs> voice. And but oh, that's like the You're thing right. that came and like she's she's methodical. She's she's calculating. She's thinking she's Jack somehow <laughs> a little girl Jack. And that's like the thing. Like when I saw her picture and I that was like the thing that like came into me with but originally that. when you auditioned you thought the character's name was Gas. <laughs> and and if you didn't, we thought you thought it was after you left. Because the room. I <laughs> right, yeah. you're like yeah. Jacqueline Nich- Nicholson. Yeah, <laughs> Jacqueline Nicholson. She's gas. Oh, Jackie. Oh, Jackie. Jackie. Oh, how about Jackie? Jackie. We can make Jackie. a Jackie Nicholson. Yeah. Hey, here's Gazzy. Here's that Gazzy. was the, that was the thing that came to me with with Gaz when I was first like when I saw her picture and and you know and the thing is is that I always played like cute little squeaky characters and yeah. little girly things. And <laughs> Why'd you point to me when you said the, that? Oh, <laughs> I just. I don't get that. I just do. It must be your pink socks. Right. No. Um, <laughs> Those aren't socks. <laughs> Wait, where do you think you're going? To the mall. Game Slave 2 goes on sale at midnight. I need one. Oh, okay then, have one. Just one thing. Take your brother with you. It can be dangerous out there. That's what the bat's for. Oh, I've been waiting all night to see this. She can wait to get her stupid game. Son, video games develop hand-eye coordination and make kids into better human beings. Okay, but only after the show is over. You stink. (laughs) How were your lives changed by being a part of Invader Sim? Well, of course, the friendship that... I made with these guys, oh, and when I see them years later, good you answer. still owe me money, right? Melissa. I just do. So you know. Sorry, it was for that, like they paying for my luggage, right? Yeah, I brought like three trunks to a Jimmy convention, Jack. yeah, because of Jimmy Jack. Um, I think you know what it was. De- it was the experience of doing it, and I had done voiceover for many, many years before, yeah. And I'm still doing it now, and I still reflect on this room, these sessions that happened right here, and we got to work with. You know, with Jonan, who is just so innovative and so ahead, and there was never a bad no. record session. There was yeah. never a people not f- being grumpy or no, anxious. No, it was just never. always it was great. Always, it was always fun, and it was I, always fun. Yeah, it was always always fun, and the material was so great. And you know, even I I, I watched a couple episodes last night. I, I pulled out my. My house. Yes, you know, house. <laughs> my house. I didn't get one. <laughs> oh, that's because I worked someone at a convention. <laughs> I was like, oh, are you giving those away? And they were like, are you guys? And I was like, yeah. And they gave it to me. Wow. Yeah, it was Ricky tried cool. that. Ricky tried oh, that. he got was the He crimes. got one. No, he got yeah. one. He got right. one. The house? The house. You got the house, right? I got the house because I knew some people at uh, the company that made it. Oh. Uh, wow. 
and uh, they gave it to me. Wow. Yeah. I, was at, I was at a convention, and I think it was just released or something, and I, I literally was like, I'm the voice of Gaz. They were like, really? And they gave it to <laughs> Whoa. me. That's it. I think it was for like $300. Gave me their child. <laughs> You're like, I'm a father of three. Oh, yeah. right. And they were like, oh, here, take my child. That's some of the, perf- no, that's some of the things oh, that we've that's, seen that's perfect yes. at, at, in, at conventions. Yes. People come up to us with like full sleeves of yeah. Invader Zim, the wow. house drawn with oh, yeah. Zeminger or Gaz and everything. But one guy came up to us and um, he said, I want to show you something. Oh, yeah, that was, I didn't want to see that. He pulled down his lip. Yeah. Oh. And on the inside, he had tattooed Zim. Yeah. Get out. Yeah. I didn't see that. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, no, and then, and the other thing yeah, I put his lip back. Yeah, he put his no. lip he, he, with a stapler. He put it back with a stapler. <laughs> with but, uh, with, no, it was a hammer and nail. Oh. Was it the character was it the word Zim? The word Zim. Yeah. Oh, that's oh. still painful. Yeah. Oh, um, man. But one of the things that happens often is that someone will do an entire sleeve and then they'll yeah. ask us to autograph oh, yeah. their arm. Yeah. And then they're going to have it done. Yeah. So Ricky and I had a conversation about it, and Ricky goes, I don't really like that. I don't, or people doing that said so now when people ask us Ricky says oh yeah go ahead Tom. <laughs> just, so, well just don't get serial killed because they'll think we're signing our work oh, no. <laughs> would you guys ever come back to Zim and did it really ever leave for you guys because it sounds like it kind of didn't is what it sounds like to we me. We keep it in I, I definitely, there's no doubt about I would, I would. What else would we would, do? <laughs> without a doubt, because it, like yeah. I said, it's, it's about getting to work and play with, with these people with again. this group. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm itching to get to a, a Zim, a Zim something. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's, and the way it's affected our lives is, you know, like I said, we only did 27 episodes and, um, and it's it's continued. You know, we're going on twelve years since it first premiered. Or <laughs> it's kind of amazing. Yeah, it's yeah. amazing. Two thousand and one. Yes, so even more. Oh so that's yeah. okay. So two thousand one, and now it's two thousand sixteen. So mm-hmm. are we having 16 an anniversary? Oh, sixteen years. Fifteen. So we'll be sixteen in March. Fourteen. Wow. Three. Yeah. Carry the two, two times yeah. six. Carry the seven. It's like yeah. 35 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Don't forget leap years. Oh, so 30, yeah. 36 years ago then, yeah. right? Every kind of amazing. Year. I would do yeah. I mean, I think exactly what Richard said, that it would, if it meant, you know, assembling. I keep wanting to say assembling. If it meant, <laughs> <laughs> I can't speak today. But if it brought all of us back together and we got to do this material and yeah. work with Jonan and... You know, of course, it's like gold. And I would like at least ten more seasons. Yeah, ten, at, at least, least ten at least, more. Yeah, at I, least. to really capture. Yeah, <laughs> to really go for what we want to do, what we right. want to accomplish. It's right. going to take at least ten right. seasons to buy a house. Yeah, to buy a house. To buy a house. So true. Love I that. Don't want to love buy that honesty, with you, Ricky. Yeah, I'm let's going just, to live with you, Richard. Let's just build the compounds. I, I am wife. moving in. I have a lovely wife and three kids. Richard has like the quintessential yes. housey house. Mm. Somewhere that's green, right? <laughs> right. Breaking into song. How about um? How about wipe off that makeup? Oh right. Oh, see, we need to do. We, we need, need to do, do little shops together. Wait, and Ricky could be the dentist. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I could be Steve Martin. Martin. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Actually, that is my. uh, I'm not really. uh, You guys are super into musicals. I think. I'm (laughs) sensing that. I was never really into it, but I love if it's a comedy musical. I have to say that one of my favorite moments ever in this show was the Christmas episode. (laughs) (laughs) Melissa knows this because it was. It was so. 
ridiculously <laughs> epic, this song. <laughs> bow down, bow, bow down, down, before the power of Santa, or be crushed, mm. be crushed. Bye. His jolly boots of doom. <laughs> so we're doing it. We're singing. We're doing all the singing for it. And, and it's like, it's my favorite episodes when we get to sing, obviously. Uh, um, but here's Melissa <laughs> doing a, her own track where everything's like, <laughs> like just I was do, like, what if we took it up like two oh, octaves? And so, like we did this whole thing. Amazing. And they were like, yeah, let's it's, do it. All she needed was like a big Viking hat <laughs> and a shield. Ricky, go ahead, sing a song. Break in the oh. song. Uh, well. There's, uh, I slaughtered a pig. <laughs> so, this is a good story. You'll like this. So, Please. whenever Ricky and I travel, and Melissa, we travel on, con- on conventions, people constantly ask Ricky to sing the Doom song. Sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right. Which is a 24 hour, or a, a six, six months month. long song. <laughs> so, you know, I can't really do the whole thing. You can't for just them. start that. Right. So, I'll go. So, I'll go. Hey, does everyone want to hear the Doom song? And that's like, yeah! <laughs> you jerk. <laughs> Ricky will go. <laughs> well, no, it's the the, the song. The, they always ask me to do that. That that. Uh, why is your bacon in the oh, soap? Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He right. says I made it myself. I can't really hit that register right. in that. Like, I mean, I can't. Sure! But that. Why hurts. was there bacon in the soap? You know that uh, the the. I made it myself. It hurts now. Uh, I don't know what happened. <laughs> Maybe my puberty has pubed. Don't uh, eat the cake. Right. Don't eat the cake. But uh, so instead, I just—it's uh, easier to just go. Uh, I slaughtered a pig, and they and the, and all the faces go. <gasps> <gasps> what happened? <gasps> because you know, uh, there's bacon in the soap, and he says I made it myself. He's not talking about the soap. Uh, he used to hang out with a pig. Yeah. So yeah. So Ricky and I got into this thing that voice rap app that you could do. Oh, yeah. And we used to send each other songs back and forth, um, and it would you know it would. <laughs> Add music to our lines. Yeah. Just seeing our lines. So Ricky and I started writing this song at the time. It was like, I slaughtered a pig, which started the whole world slaughtering. (laughs) I know there was a line with the. You held uh, his little hoofs uh, in the water. uh, Oh, no. I held, his, I held his head underwater with my tiny robot fists. Oh, no. <laughs> it's like some sort of psychomania. <laughs> get into character specifically for your characters on Invader Zim? What do you do? Do you have a catchphrase? Do you have a sound or something? What do you do to get into that mindset? Or is it just always running around in your head? (laughs) For me, it's like any of my characters that I do, I always have some hook that takes me into them because oftentimes I'll play the two characters at once talking to each other. Right. Oh, okay. um, Like on Invader Zim, it was always exactly that sound that I did earlier. It was like, eh, 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 or this is my favorite hook. That's always my hook. <laughs> um, with Billy on Billy and Mandy, which I played, uh, um, I um, it was always the laugh, which was always, <laughs> I like pie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, <laughs> but oftentimes I would have Billy talking to his dad, and so his dad, a Harold, was just who you also older, voiced. Yeah, was an older version of Billy. So um, that was an easy one because it was always like, "Yay, Billy! I am your father." Say, Dad, Billy, and so I would do that <laughs> um, for Daggett. It was always. <laughs> Right, Jason? Jason! <laughs> Spooty Beaver. I would just think of my three older brothers and how they tortured me my mm-hmm. whole life. <laughs> I would think of that. But no, I think the line that I would always say was, uh, did you drink my soda? I would always think of that. Did you drink my soda? And I would I would just say that over and over, and, and that would get me right to gas. It's great. Right to gas. Ricky? Uh, well, Gur sort of inhabits the part of my brain that is unflappable. Uh, it's called your uvula. That flaps. I think it's the medulla uvula. Medulla. I don't know anything about puppy anatomy, so I don't know what you're talking yeah. about. <laughs> you better learn puppy anatomy if you're moving in with us, remember? If you're going to sleep at the foot you're of his bed, you yeah. better know. Yeah, you, you better know, know puppy, puppy anatomy. anatomy if you're going to sleep at the foot of our bed. <laughs> I get to get in the bed. <laughs> yeah, I like, so your, your uh, the, brain is unflappable. Yes, continue. Well, because he's his Gur is he's he's outside of everything uh, because he's broken, mm-hmm. uh, and I always imagine him as just sort of his mind is just sort of floating above everything, <laughs> like he's trapped. Like maybe there's a, a a real sir unit in there that knows what's happening, but it can't do anything about it. Oh, and so he's so just sad. sort of trapped and watching his body do things that he doesn't want it to do. Uh, <laughs> But at least you know you could never you could never like uh, insult Gur in right. any way that is meaningful to him because he'll forget it two seconds later. Uh, or you could never you know really truly make him sad or really truly make him even happy. He's just a series of emotions. He's uh, he's not well. Yeah, but so. it's be- but it's beautiful because I like what you said that he can never truly be sad, which is a real beautiful thing. And it, you said he could never truly be happy, but I'm like, but tacos, right? But tacos. Yeah, but the, it, like when he likes tacos, it's like, you know, he would like this cup as much as he loves tacos. <laughs> you know, it's a pretty good cup. <laughs> you know, uh. my my favorite moment though is when is it, people always ask me why my favorite line is girl, why is there bacon in the soap? Which is one of my favorite episodes, Pastulio, which is I just love that episode. But he yells to Gur, Gur, why is there bacon in the soap? And without even flapping, yeah, he just fires back. I made it myself, and I thought that's like one of the only times you really see Gur <laughs> really, yeah. Defend himself with like this really <laughs> non sequitur excuse. De- defending his actions and defending his point his of view. And, yeah, yeah, yeah and that's like right. 77 lines for him through the whole series, I think, something like that. <laughs> and they're all on apps now. Yeah, yeah. they're all on, a, <laughs> they're all on illegal apps. <laughs> illegal apps. Download off of our- Why was there bacon in the Well, guys, this is uh, so unfair, but we're having to wrap out. But you, we what? literally just got started. And you dragged us out just in the cornfield and killing us? Yes, I am. This oh, was it. This was the way we were going to go happens. out. We were going to order lunch and I know. Just hang out. Whatever's happening next, let's just not record <laughs> that yeah. cartoon tell show. Tell Dora she can't come right. in. Yeah. yeah, tell Dora to wait her time. How old yes. is she now? 30? <laughs> come on, Dora. I saw Dora out there smoking a cigar. Dora, come on. Yeah, Dora, hey. Come on, boots. It's our turn. Come on. Swipey, no swipey. Swipey, no swipey. I'm going to swipe a purse when I get in there. (laughs) The money they pay me, I'll tell you.
But before we go, I think we're going to ask if you guys, if there's any way that you can sign out uh, in character in your beautiful character voices. Hello, all you filthy stink beasts. I want to thank you, no Zim thanks no one, for listening to the Nickelodeon podcast with this silly, silly, silly pig smelly. Well, I think you guys are all kind of stupid in this room, but it was kind of cool being here, and um, thanks for watching the Nickelodeon podcast. Don't take my soda, or I'm going to come and get you. Hi. I made a Nickelodeon podcast in my pants. <laughs> Uh, perfect. That's perfect. perfect. What's in your pants? (laughs) Oh, it's a podcast. podcast. (laughs) My cheeks, guys, my cheeks hurt from smiling and holding back laughter. That was so much fun. Thank you guys so much. That was so great. You're cool, Hector. Thank you, Nick. You guys are cool. Guys, that was our uh, fantastic record with the cast of Invaders Zim. Big thanks to them. That was some of the most fun I've ever had in this recording booth. They made my job so easy. It was literally wind them up and go. Big thanks to Ricky Simons, Melissa Fawn, and Richard Horvitz for being here. That was so much fun. Guys, be sure to go to nickanimationpodcast.com for a bunch of cool, awesome extra stuff, all the episodes of the podcast. Thank you for continuing to like and share and subscribe to the podcast. Be sure to do that. If you'd like, go ahead and leave us a review. That really makes us feel good on the inside. Thanks to the awesome crew who puts this podcast together. This podcast is produced by Jonathan Highlander Dana vasquez Eberhardt, Kelly Smith Andrew Hubner This week's episode edited by Josh Caldwell Jonathan Highlander Original music by Useful Creatures All of the incredible social media for our podcast is made by Narbe Manassians Sammy Armager David Watson And thanks to the man who works at controls and makes me sound better than I have a right to Manny Grava Until next time, thanks for listening to the Nickelodeon Animation Podcast and keep watching cartoons Thank you.